Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hi, welcome back to Zorkcast. Today, Brian Cohen is a very special guest on the show. Brian has been an avid traveler for years, visiting over 50 countries on six continents and all 50 states in the United States. Brian has also written for Travel Zork, and I'll put a link to his bio in the show notes. A recurring theme that I love to discuss is establishing your network of travel friends. But before we get to that, hello, Brian. How are you doing today? Fine, Michael. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. And thank you so much for being on Zorkcast today. I know we sort of just came up with this idea a day or two ago, but it was great that you were able to fit me into your busy schedule. So tell us, tell us a little bit about what inspired you to originally travel or why travel inspires you so much? Because I know it does. Well, it's it, that's a very difficult question to answer only because it's one of those things that have been ingrained in me basically since I can remember. I've always liked the idea of visiting new places, which is unusual for somebody who's sort of introverted. I consider myself kind of an introvert. But the, the idea of visiting new places that I have never been to, it evolved into something where the more places I visit on our wonderful planet, the more I seem to be leaving my mark somewhere. And everybody wants to leave their mark in their own kind of way. Some people do you know, great things like uh, you know, acting or maybe politics. I just like to be as, as many places around the world as I possibly can and experience what those places have to offer. And, and in return, I feel it makes me a, a more well-rounded person, and I understand a lot more about uh, how people think and how they act and how and why they do things, rather than being isolated in you know the place where I was born and raised. I, it just didn't make sense to just stay in one place. So uh, the traveling just offers a lot of interesting learning experience, and I've always said that traveling is by far the best learning experience, better than a classroom, better than a book, better than watching TV or a movie. So that's why I do it. Now. That's, I mean, all of that sounds amazing to me. And I think it's probably parallels a lot of the ideas that people have with regard to travel. Now, we sort of met in the miles and points world. When did you first start getting involved? It wasn't miles and points that led you to travel. It was just travel that led you to travel, I'm assuming, originally. And then the miles and points aspect of it came into your life? Or how did how did that exactly happen? Well, before I answer that, it's always been about travel and not so much miles and points. Miles and points is basically a tool to be able to have travel either be easier to do or uh, financially less expensive to do, but travel has always been my passion, number one passion. Miles and points is basically a tool to get to that point. Now, basically what happened was I've been, I've been a frequent flyer since, uh, well, for years, I'm not going to say when, but uh, actually it's not a secret. But uh, one day I was um, not very happy with a decision that Delta Airlines had made, and this was in December of 2002. They were making some changes that they were going to implement the next month in January of 2003, 
And I never wanted to associate myself on the internet, uh, you know, on internet bulletin boards because I picture that 450 pound guy in the basement, you know, in his mother's <laughs> basement, typing around with nothing better to do. And I didn't want to be one of those people, but I was just so upset. And I don't even remember what the changes are at this point. But well, there have been so, so there have been so many of those changes because this is a reoccurring <laughs> theme almost every month now. So that's, that uh... is true. That is true, <laughs> and it still happens today. But what happened was I, I needed to vent it out and. And the people who, who know me were kind of getting tired of hearing me complain about it. So I found Flyer Talk. Now, Flyer Talk was not something that I didn't know about. I knew about Flyer Talk basically since it had been started by Randy Peterson, uh, its second iteration back in 1998. And I had been a subscriber to his Miles Link newsletter for two years even before that. So it's not like I didn't know about it. But I just I just didn't want to associate myself on the Internet. But I, one day I was just so... Uh, upset about the changes that I decided to post on Flyer Talk and my life changed. Yeah, it really has because your involvement, I mean, I, I have to say that in all of my years of being on Flyer Talk, and I have nowhere near as many posts as you have, I think I'm just nearing about 8,000. 8, I always, your personality and also your kindness and your ability to deal with questions and situations with such sincere answers and also with good intentions always impressed me. And I always noticed that from the beginning. That's actually one of the reasons why I always was so happy to hang around the Delta board because you've been, you were a moderate, well, you're still a moderator on the Delta board on Flyer Talk, but you've been a moderator on that board for a very long time. Since uh, July of 2004, yes. Yeah, so I just uh, I just think you have one of the nicest personalities that I've ever run into on message boards on the internet in my entire life. I think I could probably put you up there with the top five people that I that I've interacted with on the internet. That I've always I've never I've never seen a bad Brian moment, <laughs> but I, I'm sure well, there is one. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I thank you, and I'm very flattered by that, but I attribute that personality that you've described from my experience with travel, and I found that the most important thing to do when somebody is talking is to listen. Just listen. Listen to what somebody's saying, and when you can find out what it is they're trying to communicate to you, you try to resolve whatever issue that they have. That, to me, is a very easy thing to do. So being a moderator, I thought was a natural way of giving back to the community that has done so much for me. So when I look at, you know, I, I look at how focused you are on travel and then I, I start to look at the gate and I, I know that's your blog you've been doing for a while. And I, there's an interesting history there, I think, that you'll you'll tell us about. And I, I want to sort of understand, you know, the history of the gate, the concept behind it. And how the gate relates to your travel. So maybe we could break that up a little bit. But I'm sort of curious because you're a lot different to me than a lot of the other bloggers on boarding area or in the miles and points world because you are so much more travel experience focused. So maybe we can, maybe we can just start with, you know, what is the gate? How did it start? What's the concept? Well, the gate started basically, it wasn't started by me. It was actually started by Randy Peterson. Back in 2006, he felt that there was a need to be able to have a blog that represented Flyer Talk. He kind of saw back then, well before boarding area, that blogs were the thing to do. Of course, blog is an abbreviation of weblog, which is, you know, logging uh, just like a diary of sorts. But he saw, he saw that there was going to be a business for travel blogs eventually. So he wanted to start it off with uh, something that represented Flyer Talk. So he had some kind of a 
contest that he posted. It's not really a contest. It's more like uh, anybody who wanted to apply for being one of the authors of The Gate and write for this blog, write some samples. And I think about 22, 23 people. I don't re- recall the exact amount of Flyer Talk members who applied. But uh, what happened was I was one of them, along with another Flyer Talk member, and it was launched on Flyer Talk. And then Randy came up with the idea of starting a a conglomerate of blogs, for lack of a better word, called Boarding Area. And The Gate was one of the first two blogs that, one of the original blogs on Boarding Area. And the whole purpose of The Gate was to highlight topics that were being discussed by Flyer Talk members. I mean, The Gate was dedicated as the official blog of Flyer Talk from August of 2006, when it was first launched, all the way through to August of 2014. And what happened was, just to give you an idea of what was going on, the gate was started in August of 2006, went to Boarding Area in December of 2007 when Boarding Area was still in beta. Then it remained at Boarding Area until May of 2011. And that was when, around the time when Randy was pretty much no longer associated with Flyer Talk uh, due to some dispute with internet brands, which I'm not going to go into. So the gate was on Flyer Talk from May of 2011 through July 31st, 2014, when it went back to boarding area. And the reason why I went back to boarding area is because I wanted, I didn't mind reporting on what Flyer Talk members had to say, but I also wanted to insert more of my own voice into the blog. So I thought that bringing it back to boarding area, which is where you know I consider it its home, would allow me to be able to report on stories that not necessarily were being discussed on Flyer Talk, but without totally removing Flyer Talk from the equation altogether either. I still report on a lot of things that Flyer Talk members say, and sometimes Flyer Talk members get the mistaken impression that I am stealing stuff from Flyer Talk, but that's not the case. That's what the gate has always been about. It's been about reporting what people on Flyer Talk are discussing. So so I wanted to add my own voice to it and add some things that I didn't always find on Flyer Talk when I was just confining the topics on the gate to Flyer Talk. So I hope that kind of brings some kind of a history. No, no, that's know. really good. And and I guess it'll it, this will take us off on a little bit of a tangent. And we're we're gonna be out of time soon, but I wanted to mention this. It is it is interesting, and I think we've talked about this before. I think people misunderstand the intentions of of bloggers sometimes. And I think it's a really it's a really difficult thing sometimes because people totally misunderstand what you're trying to say or think you got the information from somewhere else or there's just extreme extreme negativity uh, quite often and I, I'm not really sure why but I know you you know and, it, and it's sort of hard for me when I see people who I consider a friend like you and I see someone being critical of you online about something and I can almost read through it sometimes and say, I don't think that was Brian's intention at all. You're totally creating a conspiracy theory over this. You know, he was just reporting something. But has that been a hard thing for you to deal with over the years? Or is it just something that you just sort of put in the back of your head? Well, what's really what's really interesting is I keep my gate persona separate from my flyer talk persona. <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't know who I am on flyer talk. And there's a lot of people who know me on flyer talk that don't even know that I write the blog uh, because they don't know my real name. I try to keep them separate because when I'm on flyer talk, it's just me. I'm just talking. Whereas with the gate, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to provide some value to the reader. Either it's whether it's through some kind of an offer from 
hotel or, or a rental car or airline. I'd like to make sure that they're saving money and being able to travel more if that's possible. Sometimes I'll inject my humor into Florida Talk, into the gate, although I, I, it's not been an easy thing trying to inject humor on the gate because a lot of people don't seem to, to understand <laughs> it as well as on Flyer Talk. I also like to occasionally tackle the controversial story. Like uh, there was a recent story I wrote about monuments and the Confederacy and all that. And a lot of people misread what I wrote. And I think that what, what you pointed out in terms of uh, misreading, there's a couple of things that are involved. You as a Flyer Talk member, and you've been on Flyer Talk for a long time as well. Randy Peterson set up an environment where we're supposed to be helping each other. It's, we're not supposed to be like monetarily uh, gaining from it or uh, being compensated for it. We're just supposed to be able to help each other. And you and I still do that on Flyer Talk. The problem I think people have is when somebody starts monetizing it and it's like they're doing it uh, because they're trying to earn money. And that's really not the case. But we also do have to eat. If we're doing it as a full-time thing or even as a significant part-time thing, you get, the bills still have to be paid. I mean, there's, there's no question about that. And it's great that some bloggers have actually been able to you know, be successful with it and earn quite a bit of money through it. Uh, they do it uh, through credit cards and things like that. I always avoided the credit card thing because I, I don't want to be a salesman. That's one thing I've never wanted to be is a salesman. I want people to read the gate because they find it interesting or because they get value out of the information. Whereas on Flyer Talk, if somebody has a question, I'll answer it. And unfortunately, there are some bloggers whose roots are at Flyer Talk, but they rarely, if ever, post there anymore. And I don't want to be one of those people. I'm still a very active member, and I know you are too. So there's differences there. And of course, the other thing is that when you go to sites like Yahoo and things like that, you know, just there's people out there that just seem to troll 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they've got nothing better to do. Ergo, the 450-pound person in his mother's basement. Yeah, uh, well, no, no, I think you're, do. I think you're, I think you're right about that. And and I, and as I often say, there are a lot of miserable people in in this world. But that's about all we have have time for on this episode. But since we still have a couple of things to get to, I think we're going to we're going to schedule another episode and then we'll carry on discussing uh, community and maybe a little bit more of what we've been talking about with the gate because I, I think it's all really interesting. But of course, I have this short format because I don't want to take up too much time from anyone's day. So thank you so much for being on Zorkast, Brian. And do you have any final words? or uh, just a goodbye? Well, I think we'll save it for the next episode, but I want to thank you for having me on the Zorkast. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on Zorkcast. Until next time, good luck.